Hey there, you're listening to the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, bringing you all the information you need to know about getting into SLP graduate school and becoming a successful SLP. Join me every other Wednesday as I talk to SLP experts about current research and methods in the field, as well as undergraduate and graduate students and everyday SLPs just like you and I. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a positive review to help others find my podcast. Make sure you don't miss out on additional resources and more by following me on Instagram at Sunshine Speechy. In addition, check out my YouTube channel, where I share even more advice about the graduate school application process, as well as my own experience in graduate school. Today, we're talking to the author of Finding My Yip, a chapter book about Chloe, a girl who stutters, who finds her confidence and voice with a little help from her musical grandma and dog, Boomer. We'll talk about why she finds writing about stuttering important, her publishing process, her advice to aspiring writers, and more. Let's get started. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today I am joined by author Christine Isley Farmer. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Nancy. I'm looking forward to this. Of course. So just to start out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, Well, I'm a native of North Carolina. And um, my background is that I grew up there and attended the University of North Carolina at Greensboro as an undergraduate at And my major was voice performance. After that, I, uh, after getting my uh, undergraduate degree, I went on ahead and got my master's degree. And from there, I decided that I wanted to try out living in New York City and becoming a professional singer. So I moved to New York and did a lot of auditions. And I got jobs singing with regional opera companies, touring with regional opera companies. And there for a while, I, you know, was doing like a lot of singers do, which is they work part-time jobs until they get a job singing, and then they come back to their job or find something else. Uh, So I was putting together a profile or what you call a resume. When I decided, I felt that I was at a pivotal point in my career, and I decided to go to Europe and audition. And I was really fortunate because uh, I, the The strategy there is you audition for um, agents, European agents. And on my first audition for an agent, he accepted me and sent me to Innsbruck, Austria, where I landed a job. And I was there for approximately six years uh, singing. And while I was in Innsbruck, I also guested in England and Ireland and sang in, in Switzerland and various places. So After that, I came back to the United States and I taught for two years at my alma mater, UNCG, and then I landed at Middle Tennessee State University where I taught for 34 years. Okay, wow. That's a a long bio, isn't it? (laughs) So tell us about your book and kind of what it's about. Well, I'll show you a picture of my book. I just happen to have it at hand. It's called Finding My Yip. And if you would like to, to, I can read you a little bit about what it says on the back of the book. That will tell people what it's about. Sure. Would that be helpful? Mm -hmm. Boomer 
A Cavalier King Charles Spaniel is unable to yip. Boomer lives with Nana Weathers, a musician who possesses a magical ring. Boomer quickly bonds with Nana's nine-year-old granddaughter, Chloe, who has a stutter. Her big wish is to sing like Nana. Chloe and Boomer make new friends at dog obedience school and grow their confidence. By teaming up in the music room and gaining a little help from their friends, will Chloe and Boomer find their voices. Awesome. So you can see that the, the book has a challenge for a, uh, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel who is born and he doesn't have a yip like his the other the two sisters in his litter. And then Chloe has suffered a trauma in her life. And she has developed a yip. Um, and she's developed a yip. <laughs> she's developed a stutter. <laughs> but she's looking for her yip mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you came up with your book idea and why stuttering was an important topic for you to write about. Well, I came up with my book. I started on it about three summers ago when I was not in doing my teaching at the university, not being an administrator at the university where I taught. Um, And I sat down and thought, I love dogs. I have owned three Cavaliers. In fact, you can see behind me a painting my husband did of the second Cavalier I owned. How I ended up with stuttering was because I myself have had trouble and an issue with stammering. I do not like to be in in a public speaking uh, venue. So here that I'm doing a a podcast (laughs) with you shows that, you know, I'm I'm skewing my courage and doing this to promote my book. Uh, I never had treatment for it, but I started looking at stuttering. And I know that some children have stuttering, have stuttered. And I was really inspired by Joe Biden's story. Yes. Because he's a stutterer. And we notice it when he speaks. People think that there's something wrong with him, that he's senile or whatever. And that's not the issue. That's how I came up with the idea of stuttering. And because I sing, I don't notice that. I don't know singing, that stuttering happens so much in singing. But... <clears throat> There are singers who have overcome stutters and they will stutter when they speak, but when they sing, you don't hear it. It's not in evidence. Uh, one pa- famous person is Mel Tillis. Yeah. So those, of, those of you who are interested in uh, country Western would, or country music would recognize that name. And then Carly Simon, who's another one. Oh, I who, didn't know that. Yes. She had, she has had problems with stuttering. So it's prevalent in our society. And also a part of my book is to edify children. I want them to learn a lesson. And I think in my book specifically, we all know that children with disabilities are often teased. They're ridiculed. They're made to feel different. And so I wanted to broach that subject as well in my book. Yes. And I love that it's all about finding your confidence because a lot of, you know, what we learn about when we're learning about how to treat stuttering is 
that is not necessarily about fixing a stutter. And some people will stutter for the rest of their lives, but it's the fact of being confident and being comfortable with speaking, even if you do stutter, because you have something to say. So I really love that mm-hmm. your book focuses on that. I think that it's, it's the power of being comfortable in who you are and accepting who you are. And you can have a stutter and still be strength and be strong no matter what. You can have abilities that other people would be envious of. Mm-hmm. And I think people should be envious of people who overcome those, those disabilities and yeah. make something of their lives. So once you had the idea for your book, how did you go about the process of writing and publishing it? So when I write, somebody asked me, how, how do I write? And I'm not, a, I guess in some ways I may be a little non-traditional, but I write on a legal pad <laughs> <laughs> and I come up with my stories that way. Uh, I might outline, I might outline a story or I, but a lot of times I'm like, I once heard a, a, like a podcast like we're doing today with an author, and I'm sorry, I can't remember the name, but he talked about how he wrote, and he said, uh, uh, writers fall usually into two divisions, either they're architects or they're gardeners. So an architect already builds a story, the gardener will create the story from the bottom up, and that's how I write. And then go to the computer and start typing in what I've written, and from there, edit, rewrite, edit, rewrite, edit, rewrite. (laughs) Uh, so that's the process that I go through. Um, and so I think that what you're wanting to know is, though, how do I come up with my stories, right? Yes. Okay. Well, I could, first of all, I conceived of finding my yip as a single story, but the more I was writing it, the more I decided that I wanted to make it a chapter book series. And so it's a, it's a, a, a series called Boomer's Tales. And I've already drafted four of these books. The second one that's coming out is not actually about, it has the same characters, but it's a mystery. Uh, so I wanted to make, have a mystery because children love mysteries. I grew up reading mysteries. Did you write, mis- read mysteries? Oh, yeah. Were- yes, Nancy Drew, all those. Yes, I love, I still have my Nancy Drew mystery books. I'm waiting for my great niece to get old enough that I can pass them on to her. (laughs) But uh, yes, I grew up loving mysteries. So the second one is a mystery, but all of them have music in them in some way, some way or form. Uh, So uh, then the conception began to grow. Okay. Then I decided, okay, I've written my finding my yip. What do I want to do for I uh, the way I did it was I employed a uh, someone to edit what I had written. I had never I mean, I've as an academic, I had written articles that were published, but I'd never written a children's book. So I thought having a professional professional editor read and correct and make suggestions might be a good idea. So that's what I did right from the outset. And then I decided I wanted to self-publish. The publishing industry is rather weird. And I don't know if you probably have had other authors talk about that. Huh? Yeah, I don't really know anything about it. 
the publishing industry, I mean, if it's a process because usually you have to find a literary agent agent to represent you. And then they, you take, they take you on and they push your book uh, with, um, with the various publishers, which, which is good. I mean, but it's usually a lengthy process. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also not find anybody who's willing to represent your story. And I had gone to several writing conferences and had decided to read about different, the different ways to get your public, your book published. So I decided to self-publish. I didn't feel like I wanted to wait three years mm-hmm. because I had this idea of a, a group of books. So that's how I decided and why I decided to self-publish. And I'm represented by a woman in um, uh, Nashville. She has her own press, press wandering in the words. I love the name of that press. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the book, the, it's in paperback and as an e-reader, and it's up, it will be available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, book in, indie books, bookshop. So it's, and one way we as writers get our book names out there is through podcasts with people like you. Yes. That's how we get the, get the word around about our books. What advice do you have for others who dream of publishing their own book? Oh, my goodness. Okay. (laughs) Hmm. I would advise there, there are a couple of things. If you want to write, you need to be around other writers. Writing is a fairly lonely process. You have to like, as Virginia Woolf said in her book, you have to have a space of your own or a room of your own. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about that, when you're writing, you need quiet, you need the ability or whatever you need. You may need hot tea or a coffee or you might need music in the background, whatever, but you need a space of your own where you're uninterrupted. Uh, but so that means that there, you need to find somewhere to share your writing. And so for a while I was in a group, a writing group here locally, and I would take segments of my, like a chapter of my book, five pages of my book, and I would read it in to the group. And then I would get input from that, from them about that. Uh, So I did that, but I also went to writing conferences and I think that's important to have the to be able to um, uh, listen to presentations from writers who have been successful at what they do. What 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 roads did they take? And then my last question for you is just how can people reach you, and where can they learn more about your book if they like to, or where can they buy it? Which okay. we touched on a little bit. Yes, uh, my website is www.goodreadsbychristine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot com. If you go to my website, you will see that you can order the book. Uh, there, uh, It tells you about me as an author. Uh, and you can just see, you know, you can just look through the, the website Uh, There's also, if you're interested in subscribing to a newsletter, uh, you can do that. So 
that's how they can contact me if they would like to. Okay. And I'm happy if they want to personally, my email address is there if they want to email me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Well, I've enjoyed it. And it's so lovely to meet you, Nancy, and good luck with with continuing on with giving your podcast. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Sunshine Speechy Podcast. 